I realize that I generally have the Relate to the Bible podcast scheduled to air on Wednesday and Friday mornings, but this is a very special bonus episode, including some of the amazing predictions of Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection made hundreds of years before he was even born. You might wonder how this ties to relating the Bible to my life, but it does. I'm reading the Bible 16 plus times. I felt led to do research as I read on a daily basis about particular subjects I had an interest in, and I would note all the biblical proof I could find on a particular topic. Doing this research had the potential to either prove or disprove any religious question I might have. I'm pleased to share that this extensive research more than proves that Jesus is God's son through all these documented predictions that were fulfilled in the New Testament. You can also read this proof on the blog I felt led to create called How to Know Jesus is God's Son. You can find it at https colon double backspace Jesus is Son of God dot blogspot dot com. Think about it. How could the exact things done to Jesus be predicted all those hundreds of years before his birth if it weren't for God the Father having prophets write these predictions down to be included in the Bible? God knew that some would doubt, so he left us biblical evidence so we would know Jesus is truly the Son of God by fulfilling these predictions. I wanted to share this biblical evidence with you. Feel free to share it with others. Predictions of Jesus' birth and lineage. Predicting that Jesus will be born out of Jesse's lineage and will seek equity for the poor. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his shoots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. That's from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 5 of the Old Testament. The New Testament proof prediction, this prediction was fulfilled, is it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's from Mark chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. Isaiah predicts that God's son Jesus will be from the lineage of Jesse, David's family. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for a sign of the people. So it shall the Gentile seek and his rest shall be glorious. That's from Isaiah Chapter 11, verse 10. The New Testament proved from the Apostle Paul in Romans that it was fulfilled. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, and him, which is Jesus, the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with the joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's from Romans 15, verses 12 through 13. This is predicting Jesus, the Savior out of, out of Jacob, who will save the Israelites. The Old Testament prediction. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. 
There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Seth. Numbers chapter 24, verses 17. The New Testament prediction proof that it was fulfilled is in Matthew 2, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. A prediction in Jeremiah of Jesus, the righteous branch of David. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment. And justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. That's from Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 through 6. The New Testament proof of fulfillment of this prediction is But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. That as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That's from 1 Corinthians verse, chapter 1, verses 30 through 31. This is a prediction in Jeremiah that Jesus of David's lineage will execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days and at that time will I cause the branch of righteousness to grow up into David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. That's from Jeremiah 30, chapter 33, verses 15 through 16. The New Testament proof of this being fulfilled is, So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, from David until the captivity in Babylon, and until Christ are 14 generations. That's from Matthew chapter 1, verses 17. A prediction in Daniel about Jesus the Messiah. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street shall be built again in the wall. Even in troublesome times, after 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off but not for himself. And the people of the prince who has come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. That's from Daniel chapter 9, verses 25 through 26. The New Testament proof of this prediction is one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, he would first found his brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. That's from John chapter 1, verses 40 through 41. God letting David know something he will say to his only begotten son, Jesus. The Old Testament prediction, I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. That's from Psalm Chapter 2, verse 7. The New Testament proof the predict- this prediction was fulfilled. God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, 
in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second Psalm, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. That's from Acts chapter 13, verse 33. God tells Isaiah, Jesus will be the light of the Gentiles and will heal the blind. The Old Testament prediction, Thus saith God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, this is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. That is from Isaiah chapter 42, verses 5 through 8. The New Testament proof of this prediction being fulfilled. Jesus reads this from the Bible. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery to the sight of the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he, which is Jesus, began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That's from Luke chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. This section is about predicting Jesus' birth hundreds of years before he's born. Predicting a virgin will bear the Son of God. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. As from Isaiah 7, chapter 7, verse 14 through 16. The New Testament proof of this prediction being fulfilled, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all of this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord throughout the, through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. That's from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. This predicts the wise men will bring Jesus' gifts and fall down before him and worship him. The Old Testament prediction is the kings of Tarshish 
and of the isles will bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. For he will deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also, and him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and the needy and will save the souls of the needy. That's from Psalm 72, verses 10 through 13. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I might come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. That's from Matthew chapter 2, verses 7 through 12. God predicted that the branch, another name for Jesus, would bear glory and rule. Then speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, And he will grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne. And he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Zechariah chapter 6, verses 12 through 13. The New Testament proof of this prediction being fulfilled. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law, and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. That's from John chapter 1, verse 45. This is a special note that this is the New Testament reference for Zechariah 6 through 12, although it doesn't use the exact name, the branch, which is one of the many different names to glorify Christ. Predicting that Jesus will be born in Bethlehem. The Old Testament Prediction, but thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth unto me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that he, with the remnant of his brethren, shall return to the children of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. That's from Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. The New Testament proof of this prediction being fulfilled. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. That's from Matthew 12, verses 1 through 2. Predictions of Jesus and different names that glorify him is the next section. Predicting the Lord will endure forever and all nations will call him blessed. His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun and the men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed 
Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wonderful things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Psalm 72, verses 17 through 19. The New Testament proof of the prediction fulfillment. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. That's from Matthew 21, verses 8 through 9. Isaiah predicts Jesus' birth and shares some of the names he will be called. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with just judgment and justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is from Isaiah 9, verses 6 through 7. The New Testament proof of the prediction fulfillment for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. That's from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. The next section is predictions about the values of Jesus. The Old Testament predicts that Jesus will be a ruler of the world and will protect the rights of the needy. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son, Jesus. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people and he will save the children of the needy and will bring in pieces the oppressor, break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear you as long as the sun and the moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. In his days the righteous shall flourish in an abundance of peace. Until the moon is no more, he, Jesus, shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him and his enemies with the lick of the dust. That's from Psalm chapter 72, verses 1 through 9. The New Testament proof of the prediction's fulfillment and the whole multitude sought to touch him, in other words, Jesus, for power went out from him and healed them all. Then he lifted up his eyes toward his disciples and said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And blessed are those who hunger now, for they shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast you out your name as the evil. For the Son of Man's sake... Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven. 
for in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. That's from Luke chapter 6, verse 19 through 23. I do need to tell you that sometimes I will talk about he, him, and when it's referring to Jesus, I will also add Jesus after it so you know who they are talking about because it can get kind of confusing at times otherwise. This Isaiah passage predicts Jesus comforts the brokenhearted, meek, and captive. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 3. The New Testament proof the prediction was fulfilled and seeing the multitudes and this is Jesus, went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be fulfilled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. That's from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Now, I know I just read something that sounded almost the same from Luke 6, verses 19 through 23. But I think it's really important for you to hear the perspective of different of the apostles. Because lots of different apostles and other witnesses saw the things that Jesus said and did. And their statements are similar, not always exactly the same, but that's part of the proof that it's an honest, truthful retelling of what they remember from being in with Jesus and hearing what he said, seeing what he did, the miracles he performs, although we're not talking about the miracles right now. But it is another proof that Jesus is truly the Son of God. Okay, a prediction about Jesus and Isaiah. Behold my servant whom I, I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him, and he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the streets. A bruised reed shall not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he hath set judgment in the earth, and the isle shall wait for his law. That's from Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 4. The New Testament proof of the prediction 
is, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. Ruse reed shall not break, and the smoking flax shall not quench, till he stand forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall be, in his name shall the Gentiles trust. That's from Matthew chapter 12, verses 18 through 21. This section is called Predictions of John the Baptist. The Old Testament predicts John the Baptist comes before Jesus to tell others to prepare for Jesus. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, which is Jesus, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, for the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. That's from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. The New Testament proof of the prediction and that it's fulfilled is in John 1, verses 31 through 34. I did not know him but that he should be revealed to Israel before I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Another prediction that John the Baptist will be sent to prepare the way for Jesus. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. That's from Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. The New Testament proves the prediction was fulfilled. I indeed baptize you with the water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his weed into the garner. But he shall burn up, he will burn up the chaff and the unquenchable fire, with unquenchable fire. That's from Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 through 12. Another prediction of Elijah or John the Baptist being sent before Jesus. Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. That's from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 5. The New Testament proof is of the prediction is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Behold, I sent my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and the preaching and preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. That's from Mark 1, verses 1 through 4. I call this next section of Old Testament predictions, the devil trying to, to tempt Jesus. This is a prediction that the angels could protect Jesus and Jesus, the son of God, would overcome the devil or the serpent. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. 
They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent shall trample under feet. That's from Psalm 91, verses 11 through 13. The New Testament proof of the prediction fulfillment. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and their hands shall bury you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. That's from Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. This next section is about Jesus speaking in parables and those predictions. Predicting Jesus will speak in parables and share what has been passed down over the generations. And he said, go and tell his people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they shall see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. That's from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. The New Testament proof of this prediction being fulfilled. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said unto them, unto them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they shall turn, and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? That's from Mark chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. Another Old Testament prediction of Jesus talking in parables. Give ear, O my people, to the law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. That's from Psalm 78, verses 1 through 3. The New Testament proof of the prediction fulfilled. All the... All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. That's from Matthew chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. This portion of the Old Testament predictions is about Palm Sunday. Predicting Jesus riding into town on Palm Sunday hundreds of years before he was ever born. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace unto the heathen, and his dominion shall be from sea even to sea, and from the river even to the ends of the earth. That's from Zechariah. Chapter 9, verses 9 through 10. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him, which is Jesus, on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The multitude who went before and those who followed cried out, 
saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. That's from Matthew chapter 21, verses 6 through 9. This next section is about them conspiring against Jesus and those predictions. This one's about the betrayal of Jesus, predicting the 30 pieces of silver Judas was given to betray Jesus, and it's used for the potter's field. And I say unto them, if you think good, give me my price, and if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver, and the Lord said unto me, cast it unto the potter, a goodly price that I was priced of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. That's from Zechariah chapter 11, verses 12 through 13. The New Testament proof of this prediction being fulfilled. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bear the strangers in. Therefore, that that field had been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled. What was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. That's from Matthew chapter 27, verse 7 through 10. This predicts Jesus' disciple Judas to betray him. Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. That's from Psalm chapter 41, verse 9. This is more than just New Testament proof of fulfillment because this particular Bible passage is so Jesus knows full well he's going to be betrayed by Judas. Who else could do that but God's son Jesus? Who else would know they're going to be betrayed ahead of time? Who's going to do it? What's going to happen to him? What the outcome's going to be? It's just another proof that Jesus is truly the son of God. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he whom I get, shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, Judas. Then Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. But no one of the table knew for what reason he had said this to him. For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus had said to him, buy those things we have need for for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he, he Judas, then went out immediately, and it was night. That's from John chapter 13, verses 21 through 30. And another New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. And while he, Jesus, was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. That's from Matthew chapter 26. 
verses 47 through 50. This section is about the predictions related to the trial and torture of Jesus. This predicts that the enemies of Jesus will conspire against him and make false accusations. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that they hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, for they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they open their mouths wide against me and said, Aha, aha, our eye hath seen it. That's from Psalm chapter 35, verses 19 through 21. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found them. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said unto him, it is, set, it is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look now, you have heard his blasphemy. That's from Matthew chapter 26, verses 59 through 65. This predicts that Jesus will be beat and spit upon before they crucify him. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smithers and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. That's from Isaiah chapter 50, verses 6 through 7. The New Testament proof of this is then released he Barabbas unto them and when they had scourged Jesus he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers and they stripped him and put him on him a scarlet robe and when they had plaited a crown of thorns they put it on his head and a reed in his hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. That's from Matthew chapter 27, verses 26 through um, 31. These Old Testament predictions are during the crucifixion of Jesus, predicting that Jesus will have wounds in his hands and at his crucifixion. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine and upon the little ones, and it shall come to pass that in in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, 
but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. And they shall call on my name and I will hear them and I will say it is my people. And they shall say the Lord is my God. That's from Zechariah chapter 13 verses 6 through 9. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. After eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but be believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's from John chapter 20, verses 26 through 29. This passage predicts the piercing of Jesus' hands and feet when they nailed him on the cross. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierce my hands and my feet. That's from Psalm chapter 22, verse 16. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do you doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. That's from Luke chapter chapter 24 verses 36 through 40. This prediction was hundreds of years before Jesus was born and it predicted that Jesus would what Jesus would say on the cross when he died for our redemption. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? That's from Psalm chapter 22 verse 1. The New Testament proof that this verse was fulfilled is in Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 through 46. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is a prediction of what the viewers said while Jesus hung on the cross for our redemption. All they that see me laugh on me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head saying, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him seeing he delighted in him. That's from Psalm chapter 22 verses 7 through 8. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and say, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days. Say yourself, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and the elders said, he saved others himself he could not save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God, even the robbers who were 
crucified with him, reviled him with the same thing. That's from Matthew chapter 27, verse 39 through 43. This predicts the torment and thirst of Jesus before his death on the cross for our sins. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. This is from Psalm chapter 22, verses 14 through 15. The New Testament proof of the prediction, and that is fulfilled. After this, Jesus, knowing all things, were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up the spirit. That's from John 19, verses 28 through 30. Um, this is predicting bystanders would divide Jesus' clothes and cast lots for his coat. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. That's from Psalm chapter 22, verse 18. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. Then they crucified him and divided his garments and casting lot that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. They divided my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lots. That's from Matthew chapter 27, verse 35, predicting Jesus will be given gall and vinegar on the cross, which they did. They gave me gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. That's from Psalm chapter 69, verse 21, the New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him, which is Jesus, sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But he, but when he had tasted it, he would not drink. That's from Matthew chapter 27, verses 33 through 34. This prediction is of Jesus, although innocent, quietly accepting torture and death with transgressors to save us from our sins. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we, and we hid as if it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. We are like sheep who have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid, him on, laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as sheep before her shearers is done. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He put him to grief. 
when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge, shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquity. And therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession of the transgressors. That's from Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 through 12. This elaborate prediction was made hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not a word, so that the governors marveled greatly. That's from Matthew chapter 27, verses 12 through 14. This is predicting Jesus' crucifixion hundreds of years before his birth. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me with whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. That's from Zechariah 12. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Therefore, because it was the preparation day that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day. And the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other two who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified and his testimony is true. And he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him whom they pierce. That's from John 19, verses 29 through 37. This is another prediction that when Jesus died on the cross, that none of his bones were broken. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked. And they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. That's from Psalm chapter 34, verses 20 through 21. The New Testament proof of the prediction that is fulfilled. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and the other two who was crucified with him. When they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified and his testimony is true. And he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. That's from John chapter 13, verse John chapter 19, verse 32 through 35. The next is a prediction about Jesus becoming the headstone of the corner that the builders refused. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. That's from Psalm 
118 verses 21 through 23. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled, Jesus saith unto them, Have ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. That's from Matthew chapter 21, verse 42. These predictions are after Jesus' crucifixion. This predicts Jesus will not decompose after his death. That's because he rises on the third day. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. That's from Psalm chapter 49, verse 15. The New Testament proof of the prediction being fulfilled. Cleopas and a friend talk with our risen Savior, although they don't realize it, while on the way to Emmaus. That's trying to give you some background information. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all of this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who had arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That's from Luke chapter 24, verses 21 through 27. And this is predicting Jesus wouldn't suffer corruption. In other words, his body wouldn't rot after he died. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. That's from Psalms chapter 16, verse 10. The fulfillment of this scripture is in John chapter 20, verses 25 through 29. The other disciples therefore said to him, to Thomas, We have seen the Lord. So he, Thomas, said to them, Unless I see in his hands and the prince and the print in his nail of the, the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hands here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Again, I say these things that sound almost identical. That's because there are different uh, apostles there that have seen and heard what Jesus said and did. And they say it from their perspective or in their particular way of talking. But it lets you know that it's not something somebody concocted. Jesus is really truly the son of God. And you see that from hearing it from the different perspectives and you hear the same stories over and over again, but they maybe saw or heard a different part of it, the conversation, and they share the parts that they had on their hearts to share. With so much biblical proof, from documented predictions of Jesus's birth, death and resurrection, hundreds of years before, he was actually born. 
You know that you now know that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God. Remember, you can read this proof as well as much more as well and much more biblical proof at how to know Jesus is God's Son at https colon double backslash Jesus is Son of God dot blogspot dot com. Please share this with people who would benefit from it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.